Day 374, what a national embarrassment, what a national disgrace. Imagine the lives of our fellow Americans, people eligible to live here with real green cards legally, uh, our Afghan allies, those that remain alive, so many others were killed, and everybody's turned the page. Um, I want to start with something today that, when you put it all together, becomes pretty amazing. There has been an effort to take out Donald Trump since the day he came down the escalator at Trump Tower with his wife, Melania. And from that day forward, it's been a never-ending, nonstop, incessant, you know, obsessive, compulsive uh, witch hunt against Donald Trump. You know, look at, look at Trump-Russia collusion. It was all based on a lie. A bought and paid for Russian disinformation dossier paid for by his political opponent, Hillary Clinton, and then disseminated to the, the their accomplices and the media mob and then resulting in the top echelon of the FBI using Hillary's bought and paid for Russian disinformation dossier to spy on Carter Page and the Trump campaign and then President Trump. Nobody's been held accountable and nobody ever said, you know what? We were wrong. We apologize. We retract. Um, we're going to have better practices moving forward. No, they just move on to the next thing and they keep the Pulitzers in the process. And, and the next thing is, uh, let's impeach Donald Trump because in the phone call with the Ukrainian president, he demands that the Ukrainian president is not going to be like his predecessors and he will be responsible with the monies that Americans give to his country for the betterment of their country. Nothing. By the way, Joe Biden's still fighting for a tie, still creating a quagmire in Ukraine. They want to spend $3 billion more. For what? If they're not going to fight to win, why are we wasting our time and our money? They're not fighting to win. Western Europe is not fighting to win. Sad to say, but that's just the, those are the facts on the ground, and it first became evident when Joey... Uh, rejected the the 28 MIGs offered by Poland. But I digress for a second here. You know, if they really cared about a Ukrainian quid pro quo, how do these same medium mob people, how do our own uh, upper echelon intelligence FBI people, how do they ignore the real quid pro quo, Joe Biden bragging about a billion dollars of taxpayer money he withheld so that he can get a prosecutor fired in six hours, a Ukrainian prosecutor from all places, and and then we find out that that prosecutor is investigating his son, who with no experience is making millions of dollars while while he's vice president, and we're not supposed to, but we're not going to call that a quid pro quo. It's unbelievable. But with them, when you move to 2016, almost instantaneously, Hunter La Biden's laptop comes out. Oh, that's Russian disinformation. The same media mob. The same Democrats led by the likes of Adam Schiff and others, and nobody bats an eyelash. It just never ends. Joe's quid pro quo, Hunter's laptop. Uh, when's Hunter's home going to get raided? When, when did Hillary ever get raided for the 33,000 deleted emails? When we'll get to that in a second. Well, you know, so this raid takes place at Mar-a-Lago, and new documents found by investigative reporter and... Also, editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com, John Solomon, 
He broke a lot of the Trump-Russia collusion lies down for all of us, part of our ensemble cast. Anyway, he points out that Team Biden actually pushed Team Biden's own DOJ, because the DOJ is part of the executive branch, to investigate records stored at Trump's property, Mar-a-Lago, with President Biden personally intervening to undermine President Trump's claims of executive privilege. Now, that's not what they told the country. We, we had no idea. We learned in real time like everyone else in America. Anyway, so it reads from John's column long before it professed no prior knowledge of the raid on Donald Trump's estate. The Biden White House worked directly with the Justice Department and National Archives to instigate the criminal probe into alleged mishandling of the documents, allowing the FBI to raid Mar-a-Lago and review evidence they retrieve, uh, and, and by the way, eliminating Donald Trump's claims uh, to executive privilege, according to contemporaneous government documents that John Solomon now has in his possession. And I've seen them. The memos show that the then White House Deputy Counsel, Jonathan Sue was engaged in conversations with the FBI, the DOJ, National Archives as early as April. Now, don't forget, in February, the National Archives, just to keep your timeline straight, they wrote a letter to the Trump team thanking them for their great cooperation as it relates to the National Archives. Anyway, so as early as April, after they had received that letter, after 15 boxes of classified and other materials were voluntarily returned to the Federal Historical Agency from Mar-a-Lago, and by May, this guy, Jonathan Sue. Uh, then White House Deputy Counsel, uh, conveyed to the archives that Joe Biden would not object to waiving his predecessor's claims of executive privilege. And that decision by Joe Biden opened the door for the DOJ to get a grand jury to issue the subpoena. That's when they went to the magistrate, compelling Trump to turn over any remaining materials he possessed from his presidencies. Now, it's summarized in several memos, several emails exchanged between the various agencies in the spring of 2022, months before the FBI took the added and unprecedented step of raiding Trump's Florida compound uh, with a court-issued search warrant from that magistrate, the one that hates Trump, once recused himself because he hates Trump, and that loves Barack Obama. But anyway, the most complete summary was contained in a lengthy letter dated May the 10th. Now, don't forget, a month later in June, the DOJ and the FBI, they were at Mar-a-Lago. And it was at that point that they asked that the remaining documents, the boxes of documents, be in a room and that they add a padlock to that room for extra security, which, by the way, the Trump team complied with. Anyway, the most uh, complete summary is in this letter of May 10th, before they came and they could have taken any box they wanted on June 3rd. Anyway, the most complete summary contained in that letter, um, that acting National Archivist Deborah Steidel-Wall sent Trump lawyers summarizing the White House's involvement. And on April 11th, the White House Counsel's Office, that's Joe Biden's White House Counsel, affirmed a request from the Department of Justice, supported by an FBI letterhead memorandum, formally transmitted a request to the National Archives and Records Administration to provide the FBI access to the 15 boxes for its review within seven days 
with the possibility that the FBI might request copies of specific documents following its review of the boxes. And that's what Wall wrote Trump defense attorney Evan Corcoran. Now, that letter revealed that Biden personally empowered the National Archives and Records Administration to waive any claims of executive privilege that Trump might assert to block the DOJ from gaining access to the documents. Now, Joe Biden wouldn't have any knowledge if Donald Trump, in fact, had had issued, for example, or declassified any of these documents. Uh, So it doesn't even at, at that point, it wouldn't have even been applicable. It goes on. The counsel to the president has informed me that in light of the particular circumstances presented here, President Biden defers to my determination in consultation with the assistant attorney general for the Office of Legal Counsel regarding whether or not I should uphold the former president's purported protective assertion of executive privilege. Wall says I have therefore decided not to honor the former president's protective claim of privilege. The memos then provide the most definitive evidence to date that the current White House's efforts to facilitate this criminal probe uh, of the man that Joe Biden went up against politically in the 2020 election and may face again in 2024, and that involvement included eliminating one of the legal defenses that Trump might use to fight the FBI over access to documents that he would deem to be his. In other words, they show the White House counsel engaged in these conversations and the memos written by this this White House deputy counsel engaged in conversations with the FBI, DOJ, National Archives as early as April after 15 boxes of classified materials already had been handed over. Then the question is, and this, this gets pretty interesting because Donald Trump's legal team put forth a filing uh, yesterday, and, and you, I think Greg Jarrett did the best job of summing that up when he pointed out that you know, what they're asking the magistrate is, did the FBI, and this is why they want the affidavit unsealed, and I'm sure, by the way, asking for that, that not everything in it is going to be favorable to them, but did they? Did the FBI, did Biden's DOJ lie to this Trump-hating magistrate, or did they omit exculpatory evidence of Trump's cooperation? Did the FBI disclose a pretextual or dual reason for the search related to the January 6th investigation. I pointed out in the warrant, one of the espionage uh, subsections actually is so broad, it it meant that they could have gone into Mar-a-Lago and pretty much taken anything. So in other words, I said from the beginning, this is a pretext of a fishing expedition to find anything that they want. And also Trump argued that the warrant was overly broad. It was because of the provision cited in the warrant itself and that it violated the Fourth Amendment against unreasonable search and seizure, that would be the case. And lastly, what I thought they did effectively in the lawsuit is they're using Garland's own words against him that it's standard practice to use less intrusive means. Well, January, th- uh, June, j- in June, you had access to everything. They, they're the ones that asked that these boxes be padlocked. Why didn't they take it then? Why did they wait to get, you know, Uh, an FBI warrant to go in and raid the place. What was the purpose of that? Anyway, so that's Trump's lawsuit over it. Now, here's where the problem also comes in. When you compare how the law has been applied in the case of Hillary Clinton or Sandy Berger or other people, 
you find that this is a dual system of justice, everything that I've been warning about. And so, anyways, Trump wants a special master. I think it's a little late for that. I'm sure the FBI worked around the clock and didn't take a minute off uh, in case a special master was appointed. They wanted to know what was in those boxes anyway. Uh, But anyway, he wants the FBI to stop reviewing the recovered documents. Even Alan Dershowitz said the raid was an improper search. They should have enforced the subpoena. That's what Merrick Garland and the Justice Department generally does. Less intrusive methods. That's Garland's own words. And they didn't do it. And the affidavit, if it's revealed, may indicate why a search warrant had to be effectuated three days after or two and a half days after it was approved. But that burden of proof is on the government to justify their intrusive search. And if it was so imperative to national security, why didn't they execute it immediately? Because that doesn't make any sense in any way, shape, manner, or form. Sorry, I'm reaching. Uh, Listen, I want to remind you, um, thank God we have Henry Repeating Arms. I love this company. Family-owned business, 25-year anniversary this year. In honor of this incredible anniversary, they're giving away a million bucks uh, through their Guns for Great Causes charitable arm. Recipients include the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Building Homes for Heroes, Children's Hospitals, various uh, organizations supporting sick kids and vets and law enforcement and first responders. They're an incredible group of people. Their owner, Anthony, offers every single person that buys a Henry his personal guarantee, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Henry owners, he says, have my personal guarantee to make certain they are 100% satisfied with their purchase of our rifles and shotguns. And if you spend your hard-earned money on a Henry, I assure you we will do whatever it takes to make sure that you're happy with your Henry. Well, I love mine. I have many of them. Anyway, they have a broad range of firearms, rimfire, centerfire calibers, and 200 models to choose from. You're going to love their variety of finishes and configurations. Uh, They have something for everybody. If you want it just for home defense, if you're an outdoorsman, maybe you're a collector, maybe you're you like hunting, whatever it happens to be, they got something for you. It's made in America or not made at all. Just go to henryusa.com. Today, you'll get a free catalog, free decals, and they'll send you a list of dealers in your area, and you can go check it out yourself. That's henryusa.com. You get free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers. Straight ahead. 